A Mason County man was abducted by aliens today. Witnesses on the scene described the abduction as by far the most violent and terrifying thing I've ever seen. Police are investigating the incident and asking that anyone with information on this mysterious alien race call their crime tip hotline. The UK football team suffered yet another heartbreaking loss to the Florida Gators on Saturday night, falling 29-21 at Kroger Field. It was yet another morale-crippling and soul-crushing life event for Kentucky football fans who continue to walk the earth, battered and tortured empty vessels that are doomed to suffer. For WKYT News, I'm Bill Bryant. Welcome into Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. If uh, it's a big deal to the Big Blue Nation, it's a big deal to us, and we're going to talk about it here on this show, this here show. Uh, my name is Jay Kyle Mann, and I have a site called The Dime Drop, and I am joined, as always, by Kyle Tucker of The Athletic. I see what you did there. See, see, I'm, I'm throwing it. This is good for you. This is good. I'm, I'm you changing know. up my cadence. So, uh, you okay? I saw you muted yourself there. All right. Yeah. Did you call? Just taking a look. I, I had to take a, a deep swig of Diet Coke. I'm, swig of whiskey. Yep. Now, uh, there were a lot of Kentucky fans, I'm sure, taking a lot of swigs of whis- whiskey last night uh, because the inevitable place to start here is, uh, you know, Kentucky lost. Uh, well, let's, let's say, you know, obviously we're going to talk today about Kentucky's game against Florida. And then at the end, uh, we're going to do a little uh, light previewing of the pre- the Kentucky basketball preseason that's coming up and this is this stuff is all going to start trickling out because the the uh info embargo everybody kind of knows the drill is is being pulled and and uh we'll be able to talk about this stuff and uh, kyle has all kinds of info but first um got to talk about this oh my goodness just just a kentucky goes down to florida um you were at the game kyle go ahead and just uh you you got a real really good uh first-hand experience of what this game was like just take it away yeah, well, it, it's uh, it was a great environment. Like, you know, it was a packed house, pretty much. Um, it looked like it looked like, uh oh, they're in trouble. They go down seven nothing. But then from from going down seven nothing right out of the gate on until midway through the fourth quarter, Kentucky dominated Florida. Yeah, and it, it was like really surprising. I mean, they were absolutely winning both lines of scrimmage. Uh, and that's one thing I would take away, even even as they lost this game in pretty heartbreaking fashion, uh, adding to the chap the voluminous uh, book, a new chapter of heartbreak against Florida. Um, there there were some positive things, and one was that that sort of led to them dominating for the time let's, that they did. Is let's like, do that. Let's break it up this way. Let's let's say we'll we'll start with the positives and, yeah. and run through all those. So let's go ahead. And, you give yours. I'll give mine. Go ahead. Well, I mean, the fact that they had the better offensive and defensive line than Florida is almost mind boggling to me. I don't know that that I've ever seen it. Uh, I think people that have been watching it for a long time haven't seen it in a long time. Um, that Florida defensive line, you know, the stats are skewed because they played bad teams or bad offensive lines, but they did. The fact remains, they led the nation in sacks coming in 15 and two games. Kentucky gave up one. I thought they really handled business. The defensive line looked really good. And even, even at one point when, uh, well, now I've completely blanked on his name. Perrine? Uh, 
Huh? The the running back? No, no, no. The the nose tackle for Kentucky, Quentin Bohanna. Yeah, Bohanna. He's kind of an indispensable player for them. Well, his backup, McCall, comes in, who's just this monster of a human. He had a play where he picked <laughs> he picked the center up and like drove him back into the quarterback. He's an SUV, uh, man. He seriously is the size of one of those home moving pods. Like he's just yeah, you yeah, can't I, move him. That that to me, that really stands out. I think it's one of the reasons that it'll be such a bitter defeat is because there was no flukiness, there was no one guy got hot for Kentucky, or one guy just played horrible for Florida and gave it to them. They were just better than Florida. Like, to me, they looked more talented than Florida for most of that game. Well, they were at least more motivated, you know. I think that it's like there's there's a line where the two, the two talents two talents are hitting, and usually it would have to be like Kentucky would have to play over their heads, and Florida would have to play way below. And it really felt like... You know the game was pretty even because you know the mistakes that Kentucky that Florida made, Kentucky negated them. Otherwise, the you know like you were saying, it was it was pretty close. Like and and I think whenever Kentucky let up, you could start to see maybe I was worried early early on in the game that Kentucky was a little too emotional, a little too yeah. amped up, and I worried that they would uh, make some big mistakes and maybe get into an uh, un- insurmountable you know, put themselves in a situation they couldn't get out of. But but you're right, it did seem like the athletes were pretty evenly matched, at least at least evenly matched, you know. Kentucky wasn't overwhelmed. Yeah, and you know, and then the other positives are like I they're gonna be okay with with Sawyer Smith at quarterback, um, is one of the takeaways. Now he made some some mistakes. <laughs> big asterisk. Some, okay. Yeah. 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 He he made some some big mistakes. Um, but this is also his first SEC game, a guy coming from a totally different level. And the thing that, that's, that struck me about him is he never was really like rattled by, by those mistakes. He just came back in and made a big play you know, to answer them in most cases and ultimately drove him down the field to give him a chance to win the game. I mean, they should have mm-hmm. made a field goal to win the game. For all the things we'll talk about, whether there's coaching mistakes, whether they let up, or, you know, this, that, and the other, like – they had a field goal in the final minute to take the lead, a chip shot field goal that they had driven down the field to get, um, you know, to win the game, despite all the things that went wrong there in the fourth quarter. Uh, and so, you know, I think he started 10 of 11 with he was two hot. T- like two touchdowns passing and a touchdown uh, rushing. K- Kentucky's up 21 to 10 against Florida going into the fourth quarter. I think we, I think we talked about, was it on that, that drive where they got – to 14 where I texted you and I was like, I don't want to like overstep here, but that was like one of the most competent, like yeah. pocket quarter, like pocket passing quarterback drives of the Stoops era. I had not seen like it was dynamic. Uh, he was, he looked com- comfortable and confident. Um, yeah. I, I'm just kind of wondering if he's, uh, well, let's stick to the positives. I, Kentucky's, there's like we talked about it on a previous episode, but they're stable of big wide receivers and tight end tight ends. I've never seen anything like this at Kentucky. Like it, it is, yeah. it is an incredible weapon that they have. It was very impressive, and I felt very prescient writing a big story <laughs> on Ahmad Wagner because he. You texted me like he's he's basically moving into like folklore territory. He had three catches for seventy yards right away. On their, they got third and twenty-one. I think th- Sawyer Smith's first throw of the night, 
third and 21 in his, from his own end zone, basically, throws it up on the sideline to Ahmad Wagner for a 23-yard catch. And then the crazy diving tip-to-himself one-handed touchdown catch. And then he has a catch that is a catch plus a penalty, a new one for him, where he gets targeted after the catch. Thank God they went on that free play, man. That was huge. Yeah, I mean, they so they end up. He ends up with three catches for seventy yards and gets two more personal foul penalties. So the new total for him is eighteen career targets, nine catches, nine penalties drawn, two hundred. Uh, it it was uh, what was it one sixty eight and seventy. So like two hundred and thirty eight yards receiving on nine catches and and two touchdowns. Fifty percent um, of his tar- of his targets have been have led to flags. That's unthinkable. And the other fifty percent have been catches. So there, there's one. <laughs> there has there's been one in, incompletion. He now has like nine and nine because he got the one play where he got a flag and a catch. Uh, and really, he has more than that because there was a pass interference that didn't count because he caught it and scored last week. So he's really actually drawn ten flags and they caught nine make- passes. It's it's like an unbelie- it's It is an unbelievable stat. Yeah, there's they should they should do like you know how they have Ohio State has the Buckeye stickers. They should come up with a new sticker for Ahmad and it's flags, just a flag, yellow flag. Just put the flags on the back. Yeah. yeah, his whole helmet would be like half of his helmet would already be be yeah. uh, filled up. But like it's not just him. You mentioned all these big guys like Keaton Upshaw caught his first career touchdown. He's the guy Great we've catch. said like he looks like he's a future NFL player, redshirt freshman. Justin Rigg had uh, he, he had, had like catch, multiple. Yeah. He had five catches for fifty yards. I mean, they're big targets. Daly, uh, all Daly had, had a big one. Yeah, all had huge games. Lynn Bowden didn't like have a monster game, but he had some. He had seven catches for seventy yards. He had the a one, huge back shoulder that gave him a chance to at the sideline. Gave him the chance to kick that winning field goal. Well, he came back in bounds. That was what was yeah. huge. Is he had the wherewithal to get back in bounds after he'd been forced out by that uh, that Florida. Uh, back um yeah was, and Cavazier smoke was yeah. like you know he's got to be the guy going forward this is the other takeaway there he's 16 carries for 81 yards uh aj rose nice kid plays pretty well you know runs hard but he gets stuffed on the wildcat play on well, fourth let's, and one let's uh let's let's save that because uh, we're, we're right here at the break i think that the the, the most compelling part of this game are the things that that went wrong. Uh, so let's. We're gonna take a break, and when we come back, we're gonna we're gonna talk about those classic Kentucky football things that happened. <laughs> so, how does a twenty-one to ten lead against Florida, where you're manhandling them on both lines, your backup quarterbacks playing like? Brett Favre. Their starting quarterback goes down. Their st- yeah, we even mentioned that. You've knocked out their starting quarterback, and sadly... Uh, I feel bad for him, man. Yeah, it, it, it's, uh, it is brutal. Um, but um, Felipe Franks gets sort of bent over backward trying to run uh, for a first down. They stopped him. They, they kind of just folded him in half, and he suffered a knee, I think a knee injury. Um, and I they thought announced- they said... His, was it his knee? Or oh, his it may have, may have been ankle. It was a yeah. lower leg, and and he is uh, out for the season. Uh, that is three SEC East starting quarterbacks out for the season already in three weeks. Uh, Kentucky's, uh, Florida's, and South Carolina's all um, pretty pretty insane. But he um, he basically had like the Gordon Hayward in, injury, didn't he? From what I understood, That's uh, what yeah, I don't it, I don't know, but it looked bad the way it sort of folded under him. But so how do you how do you get 
knocked Florida's quarterback out of the game. You're up 21-10 in the fourth quarter at home. The place is going bonkers. How do you blow that? Well, you do it with a bunch of Kentucky things. You know, like, I think they have mostly moved on through through what they did last season from, like, this is that's so Kentucky or whatever. <laughs> but, but there was quite a bit of that in the fourth quarter last night. Um, you know, they basically – and there's a caveat because – one of the big things they did that killed him was they sat back in his own defense and they let the backup quarterback, who'd not really ever done anything, just dink and dunk and pick him apart. Well, that that pass was there all night. I made a note about that in my in my notes where it was just like that pass in the ten to fifteen yard range. It was there all night yeah. because Kentucky bottled up the run game. I mean, they didn't really get killed up the middle. No, they actually uh, the, the the defensive front played great. Uh, yeah. They held them to very few. Well. The, the yards was, per carry was was drastically altered on the last play of the game when they right, gave right. up the seventy six yard touchdown but out Van, of desperation. But. Van Freeman, he was uh, he was they and that is I, I, I may be getting his name wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's it. But uh, he was killing Kentucky in the in the middle of that zone in the in the second half. Uh, but it was just Van Jefferson. Yeah. Van Jefferson, sorry, yeah, uh, it's <laughs> it's a yeah. Anyway, he said it was it was there it was there all night. They just over and over again threw mm-hmm. to that spot and uh, kept moving the ball. That was one of those things. In fact, before they collapsed, actually, uh, uh, maybe as a precursor to what was to come, they did the ultimate that's so Kentucky thing. They left a wide receiver completely uncovered for Florida's first touchdown. Right it after was, a targeting It was call. Freddie Swain. It was the same guy they left open two years ago uncovered for the winning touchdown Mother against Florida. The same guy. Now, they recovered from that. They took control of the game, but then more – that's so Kentucky football things happen. Uh, they they have it fourth and one, and they line up in the Wildcat and get stuffed with uh, A.J. Rose. Didn't they do um, that at the end of the first half with Rose, too, though? There were two separate yeah, occasions. I, well, and, that, and, and that's the other thing that I think some fans are, in terms of coaching, the fans are frustrated by. Kentucky got the ball back at the end of the first half with like two and a half minutes to go, I think all three timeouts. Your offense has been humming along, and they just basically played for halftime. Well, and think, ran, you know, ran the clock out. Think Even about it. Even if you it. get a field goal there, you yeah, come out of halftime. They lost and by you're getting two. The ball back. Yeah, and you're getting the ball back. Um, they lost by two. If they would have lost by two, yeah, but well, yeah, well, twenty nine, twenty one, as it turned out, but yeah. Everybody, the game was yeah. That was that, that was, was a desperation move on a on a all out blitz at the end. They, but they spit it was on a, their coffin at that yeah. point. That's what that was. But yeah, I mean, it was they actually would have been lost by one. It was a twenty two to twenty one game. Yeah, uh, and they they missed a field goal late, and they just basically uh, passed on an opportunity to go get points right before halftime. Um, you could you know, and uh, and then I think that's the other coaching thing that people are frustrated with, which is. You know, you got time, you got timeouts, you got an offense that has been very productive. They had, you know, 400 and some yards against Florida. They played very, very conservatively on that last drive. Uh, and and would have, even if they made the field goal, they would have left Florida with some timeouts and a mm-hmm. minute to go down the field and beat you anyway on when a field they, goal. When they were moving the ball. I, I think um, you, didn't, you didn't get to see it on TV, and I don't know if you went back and watched it at all, but... Uh, Man, Chance Poor did not look good. Like when leading up to that kick on tele on TV, you could see they were showing him warming up, and it was just, you could he just looked like a dead man walking. Really? I was telling some people yeah. that like uh, I I I've told this story that like 
he looked exactly like the kid that threw up out of the window of my car. Like I, I remember looking in the rear view and this kid had this just white as a ghost look. It was the exact same expression on Chance Ford's face. Yeah, that's just, not, that doesn't inspire confidence. You just knew it wasn't going to go in. But let's talk about the turnovers. I feel like the turnovers were probably, probably played some part. I don't know if Kentucky would have gone conservative either way, but they might have. But, you know, they're slinging the ball around, having a lot of success with it. Sawyer has effectively three turnovers in this game. You know, the the everybody remembers the picks, uh, the one that he throws sidearm into coverage behind uh, his man. Oh my god! And then, almost got returned for a touchdown. The only thing I'll say for him on that was it was an incredible play to chase that play down. That was insanely athletic that he ran down the guy <laughs> who picked it off and tackled him like seventy yards down the field. That was um, wild, yeah. But it was a ba- very bad throw. And the other one was a throw to Bowden that was just nowhere near him. And and you got to wonder, you know, maybe Florida's pressure had something to do with that. Um, But the the one that I think people are forgetting is uh, there's a bad snap and he basically tries to pick it up off the ground instead of getting on top of it and Florida gets it right back. So, uh, but the thing is, you know, it's, there was sort of this net result that Kentucky just came out on the wrong side of, you know, every mistake that Florida made that you could have capitalized on, Kentucky didn't capitalize on. They just committed one more, you know. So it, we, you know, Kentucky throws those two interceptions, and then well, he really threw another one at the very end of the game. That, yeah, I don't I, count I, the hail mary that, pick, but yeah. but you know the turnovers. What? How do you think that makes UK feel about Sawyer Smith going forward? I guess is the question. Yeah, I talked to Eddie Grand last night for a while about him, and his thing was like all things considered, like he feels great about the kid. You know, he's like those are not mistakes he's going to make all year long, um, you know, and the fact that he wasn't, like, daunted by them. He just kind of kept coming and, and kept trying to make the big play. And everybody said on that last drive when he led him right down the field that he was super calm, you know, that he, he was really uh, just poised and said, hey, you know, he didn't give any great speech. He just said, we're going to go score and, and let him down there with the chance to do that. Um, I think – I think there's a, a great deal to be encouraged about with him, even with all the turnovers. I, again, I, I just there were a couple bad ones, but you know if you th- he threw the ball 35 times, and I'd say he threw like four bad balls. Mm-hmm. That's that's pretty good for a guy who's like thrust into this, and and it's no small thing that he's only been on campus for like two months. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> You know, like he's not like he didn't go through spring. He didn't. He has. He wasn't here last year sitting out. He doesn't. He doesn't know. I mean, he does know, but he hasn't had time to spend a lot of time in the offense. That's one thing though that stuck out to me. Is I I said I asked Eddie, kind of separately after he was done talking to everybody. I said, was there a moment before you had to count on him before Terry Wilson got hurt that you thought to yourself, if we do get in that spot, we're going to be okay? And he said, yeah. By the end of the fall camp, the however many practices, he said, I thought I had gone into it saying we're going to have to come up with a second playbook in case we have to go to Sawyer. We can't get, give him the offense we have for Terry. And he said, we came out of fall camp saying he's getting the same offense. Uh, he can do it all. And they, they, he said, we didn't have to change anything about the way we approach the game with him because he, he's got it all down. He can, he can physically do it all. And I think that confidence that he has from them, and it, it showed. I mean, like the way they called the game with Sawyer Smith last night was not, hey, Sawyer, we want you to ma- go manage the game. T- 
to me, before he started aggressive. making before he started making mistakes, some of the balls he threw were were beautiful for one, and it also the way they were calling that game felt like the coaches said we have a thrower now. Yeah, they was and, all over the place. I you mean, know, they, it's like, like um, who's number forty six? It's like um, is it fullback? Yeah, uh, the fullback who wants yeah, to yeah. be a wants to be a like a, a, uh, a couple, farmer or something. He had a couple great plays. Uh, Josh Ali had a great catch. Fabulous he. Uh, it was they they put it all over the place. I mean, he it completed was, passes to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine guys. You know, it completed multiple passes to five guys. Yeah. Um, I, I thought there was, if you were just looking at, are they going to be okay at quarterback? Yes, I think so. To me, the, the, what we haven't talked about in terms of negatives, and this is the, the question for Kentucky going the rest of the season, are they hosed in the secondary? Because, and they have had some brutal luck. So they lost their top five defensive backs from last year. I think four of whom signed NFL contracts. Maybe all five of them either were drafted or signed as free agents. Then they lose their top returning guy, Devontae Robinson, to a season-ending injury in preseason, and they were very excited about him. Then they, in this game, they have Corker go out early on a targeting penalty. Targeting became the theme of the night. Uh, And then lose his backup at safety to an injury. So they're down to their third-string safety on a, in a group that had already lost a starter in the preseason and lost its top five guys from a year ago. I mean, when you think about that, who in the world is going to survive that against SEC opponents, you know, basically just gutted in the, in the back end of your defense? That, and, yeah. and that's where I say a caveat about the questioning the coaching on the sort of conservative nature of their defensive plan down the stretch. They kind of openly talked about they were pretty hamstrung by what they could do. And they had to kind of just try to hold on for dear life because if they got it, if they just played press man coverage, they were going to get smoked with some of the guys that were out there. And I get that, but that also doesn't change the fact that is it going to get much better? They're going to get some guys back, but like, is it going to get much better in the secondary? I don't know. That, that remains a pretty major concern for them, and I think it's a huge concern in these next two games when they go on the road to Mississippi State and South Carolina and could easily come back home in a couple of weeks with a three I mean, game losing streak. Yeah. Yeah. You, you don't want to see that. Uh, let's, uh, let's take another break and then we'll wrap her up. What do you, I feel like there's more football to be talked about, but, uh, let's see. How do you, I mean, we could just go to Clark what? or just do five more minutes of football and then briefly talk about Clark. Cause we've talked about him. Like, yeah. Why don't we just, why don't we just, uh, Finish up our football conversation and kind of tease, just tease the Clark thing and the you know preseason stuff, and we'll we'll just do our whole episode on that tomorrow. We'll, we'll you know do the first two segments on basketball tomorrow, and then finish with some football. Sounds good to me. All right. Uh, another controversial thing, Kyle, was the penalties. Now Florida got penalized a lot too. Uh, it kind of went both ways, but Kentucky had some just brutal penalties that kept drives alive. Um, really tough. The the game's getting more and more complex as they try to make it safer. Uh, so I feel like we're just kind of in this push and pull of frustration that they can't just play anymore, but football is just perpetually under this pressure to be safer, uh, from, from everyone's, Uh, I mean, what, what do you think about some of those 
calls that were made, specifically the the targeting calls that kind of had a huge. I mean, a couple of them. I won't say they swung because of the turnovers, but they were they were significant significant moments in the game. Well, everybody's focused on that on that last one, and it's a huge one. I mean, it was the like the the fulcrum of the game, but maybe he never gets to that point if the if the corker. Uh, pass interference on the throw to the end zone doesn't happen because again, if he's not out, then his backup's not out there to get injured, and they're not down to their third string safety. I mean, if their starting safety is just playing the entire game, the whole issue in the secondary is probably a lot different. So that was a huge one. Um, but then the one that everybody's talking about, and I thought that was a questionable one. The one everybody's talking about though on T.J. Carter. Yeah, it's second and long. It's going to be third and long on this this big sack by T.J. Carter. It would have been a huge play if uh, if not. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, like it may it was going to be basically one more down to seal the game. You know, it was going to be third and very long for Florida. And if Kentucky gets that stop, the game is effectively over. Not necessarily, but pretty close. And um, they can't. Get, you know, they they. I don't know what. TJ Carter can do in that situation. The quarterback is kind of going down. He his he head lowers goes his, down his, at his, the last and, second, and he lowers his head. The quarterback lowers his head down. Carter, nothing about Carter's play like strikes me as like I'm trying to be uh, extra violent. Yeah, uh, there was like there's nothing that appears in. You can't really judge anybody's intent from watching a video, but it just doesn't like it doesn't have the feel of of the spirit of targeting. No, it was like a, just a straight up tackle. Uh, but it, I mean, but then you get into letter of the law and that's the thing I tweeted is I can't really take issue with them calling it based on the way the rule is written because like it is targeting based on the rule book. Uh, you know, his helmet hits the quarterback under the chin in the face, basically. Uh, are we going to, are we going to end up in some kind of like minority report situation where we have to like <laughs> figure <laughs> out the, the yeah, intent, yeah, they, yeah, intent of these players? Yeah. Like, get, somehow read their minds. If you were yeah. trying to target, we're going to throw you out. I mean, that's, and that is the problem though, right? Like everybody agrees that we don't want people spearing anybody in the head. And now that we know what we know about brain injury, but like how there's so many of these plays that are obviously just trying to be, you know, clean football plays and some, you know, last second body movement gets a helmet on a helmet. And, yeah. and the, I think the officials feel like they have no choice but to call it by the way it's written. And the problem is if you change how it's written, well, then how, like, do we really want officials out there? If we say we're going to leave it up to interpretation, do we really want all these different officiating crews trying to determine intent on their own? I mean, that could be a disaster too. At least this way, everybody knows exactly what the rule is and they, they know what they're going to be called for, even yeah. if they don't like it. Like, everybody knows if your helmet hits the helmet, if you, if you lead with your head and you make, you know, contact X, Y, and Z, that's a flag. You can hate it because it can happen accidentally, but I, is that probably still better than like telling officials, we're going to leave it up to you to determine intent? Yeah. It's that's, interesting. That's tough. It's interesting that, I don't know, it's almost, people game the rules in every sport. It's something that's really present. It's, it's, a, it's a problem in the NBA. The smart players know how to game, game the rules, trick the officials. There are little ways to do it. It's present across all, all types of sports, all types of even like 
any system where there's a game, there are ways to, to play to, to game the rules. But it's interesting to me that on a play like where Franks got injured, uh, and it was brutal. I mean, just a really, really tough play. That's fine. That's above board. But a play where he incidentally drops his head and they just happen to hit that then TJ Carter is ejected for that. It's just, it's an odd thing, isn't it? Like that, that, yep. that Felipe Franks, that that's a totally legal play and he's out for the year. And it was just a, a tough thing to watch. Um, it's, I don't know, man, it's, it's, a, it's a really <laughs> odd gerrymandering that we're having to do here between the integrity of the game and the safety of the game. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. Really yeah, don't. but it, it is, you know, you could tell Stoops was frustrated. He was trying not to talk about it, trying not to talk about it. People kept asking about it in roundabout ways, and he finally said... Well, he could get fined, like, Yeah, he? yeah, and he basically said, like, I'm not going to talk about it on his last answer, and then he did talk about it. He basically said, like, what am I supposed to tell my guys to do? And then he stood up and said, I got to go, and walked out. Like, just, <laughs> end, just ended the press conference, because he, you know, he said, laundry on the field deciding the game again. And something's, he did say something's got to be done about it. And I, and, and I think there's something to be said for that. But I would also say to him and to Kentucky, the team and the fans, I mean, come on. You guys had the chance to put that away. You had the That's chance true. to drive the dagger. Uh, there were play calls that could have been different. There were mistakes by players that could have been made. Um, you make your chip shot field goal. A lot of ways – that that flag didn't still didn't have to impact the game, but you do hate to see it. And I just I think it's I think it's going to continue driving coaches and fans insane until they have some kind of you know international summit. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what they're going to do. I, I don't I really know how don't, you fix it. I don't know, I don't that know this how you is fix fixable. It. I don't yeah. know that this is fixable. I really don't. One last question for you before we go. Um, Sawyer Smith's wrist is it okay? Yeah, he said looking? he was. He said last night he was fine, but yeah, he, he came up uh, holding it after he made that tackle. Yeah. Uh, he said somebody asked him, "Did uh, Eddie Grand like say anything to you about try- making that tackle?" And he said, "Yeah, he told me don't throw a pick and you won't have to tackle anybody." <laughs> <laughs> That's just a great advice. Well, his touch looked noticeably different. I thought. I mean, yeah. it, it wasn't enormous, but it was. I mean, he overthrew Bowden on a wide open play in the. I believe that was like in the flat. I mean, it w- it could have been six if he. You know the yeah. play I'm well, talking about? Yeah, but they ended up scoring on that drive, so it doesn't, well, you know, doesn't it didn't ultimately kill him, but you know, he's over 300 yards passing, Bowden's has a huge game. Maybe just a big play like that gets him going. You never know. And you want, you just want to hit that. You want your quarterback to hit wide well, open guys. And contextually, it's just about the wrist, you know, that's what I'm wondering about if it's oh, going to yeah. be an issue because he had some serious zip in the first yeah, uh, he had some miracle whip zip going on in that first half like uh throwing some some freaking ropes, but uh yeah. Well, uh, Kyle, everybody, I'd re- remind you and recommend that you go again, read Kyle's piece on Ahmad Wagner, who, like we said, is passing into folklore and is just <laughs> becoming an icon of Kentucky football. And um, join us uh, tomorrow. We're going to start talking a little bit more basketball. I think tomorrow's going to be a basketball heavy episode. Would you agree? Yeah, we got we got to talk Terrence Clark. They got a huge commitment over the weekend, their, their highest ranked commitment in four years. Yep. Uh, basketball preview content starting to roll out. I have a story up now on The Athletic, uh, and there'll be a second one up by the time most people listen to this. Uh, one is looking at Kentucky's big men. The other is a, just a state of the program on Kentucky basketball. Can, ten years into Cal with ten years in front of him, you know, what's next? And we're going to talk about that on the next episode. 
Very cool. And uh, I threw together a little uh, just micro dive is what I'm calling it. A little brief look at, at Terrence, uh, yeah, Terrence Clark and his game, who, I, who he reminds me of. And follow me at jkyleman on Twitter and follow Kyle at Kyle Tucker underscore A-T-H. All righty, guys. Review us. Say hey. Um, you know, if you see us on the street, be friendly. Maybe come up, give us a $100 handshake, anything like that. We're cool with that. And uh, we'll see you next time. See you tomorrow. Later. You are locked on Kentucky. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts locked on. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea.